Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom. I'm your host, Jimmy Warden. Just getting back to you with some new content as I promised. Uh, This week we're really going to be talking about relationships and the idea of what it means to settle when you're in a relationship. So sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy. So a question you might ask is, what does it mean to settle? Uh, Usually the person that you are friends with, like the person that you have a relationship with, or whether if you are in an intimate relationship, that person that you are in it with is not fulfilling a particular standard because we usually have these ideas of what people should bring to the table in certain relationships. And it can be really frustrating because when that reality doesn't match up with what we want it to be, it creates a lot of discomfort emotionally and mentally. And it's really most frustrating when it seems a relationship has changed in a direction that we don't want it to go after it's been a source of jubilation for so long. Most of these instances occurred during intimate relationships with significant others, but they can very well occur in friendships as well. You know, because it's really this relationship that you have, it's really a source of value and validation knowing that somebody cares about you and that you matter in somebody else's life. So that's why that frustration and those mental and emotional struggles come to play because, again, it's just not fulfilling what it once was. And in order for us to, you know, really reach our full potential, in the words of psychologist Abraham Maslow, um, our self-actualization, is that we must have our deficiency needs met. And part of that are needs such as love and belongingness. And humans are really always seeking this on a daily basis just because it's part of what we need in order to feel full, so to say. When one settles and they don't feel as loved as they should be, or they feel like they don't belong, generally their self-esteem and value of themselves deteriorates and they begin to suffer and they start to feel perhaps maybe a little depressed or just a low sense of self-worth, which are feelings that everybody wants to try to avoid because they're just not enjoyable whatsoever. So the next question that you might ask is, how can I make it so that I don't settle? Number one, I mean, first it's like you have to have a certain standard for the type of people that you want to associate with. And for some, this might sound pretentious, but if you want to associate with the right people, if you want your Maslow needs met, there really has to be a certain standard of person that it is that you want to be fulfilled. Because it goes back again to that idea of imbalance. The imbalance being you have this picture in your mind of what you want things to be, how you want this person to contribute to your life. And if that doesn't match up, that's where there's that feeling of discomfort because we're not necessarily seeing what it is that we want and we're not feeling the way it is that we want to feel. So it's really important that you really give it some legitimate thought as far as the traits and qualities that you want people to possess as far as like who you want to associate with. You know, some of the traits that I kind of look for in people, you know, first and foremost, you have to be a kind person and just be genuinely nice to people. You know, you have to be respectful because if 
you're not going to be nice to people and you're just going to uh, and disrespect whoever you see. People just don't want to be around that types of that type of toxicity. It's just not something that is very enjoyable to be around. I also look for a good listener just because I tend to be a talker. I've been working really hard on my listening skills, but you know, especially when there's something on my mind that's bothering me, I want somebody to genuinely be able there just just to listen. And I think a lot of people seek that as well. It's not even like you necessarily need somebody to have all the answers for you, but a lot of times people just want somebody there to listen to them. Uh, I really look for open-minded people because narrow-minded people, you know, just see the world in one light, one perspective, and that's theirs. And I really think that the only time that you ever really learn something is when you try to put yourself in another perspective and you see things from a different point of view just because that's those ideas are so different from your own that you might be able to learn something. Um, you know, and I also think that people just need to be willing to be wrong too. And I think that comes with, you know, being open-minded uh, just because, you know, stubborn people that refuse to admit when they're wrong just frustrate not only me, but just a lot of people in general too. I'm sure you can all think of somebody that, is quite stubborn and is just never willing to be wrong. It's just not enjoyable or fun to be around when somebody is in that frame of mind and they're just so set on whatever idea it is or argument that it is that they're just not even listening. They're just continuing to try to get their point across and it's just a bad situation to be in. And lastly, you know, I really like gritty people. And what I mean by gritty is like somebody that's just willing to work hard for whatever it is that they want, no matter what it is. I think that a lot of people these days, uh, they really aren't as gritty. They don't persevere as much. And I know I'm a young person myself, but I was fortunate enough to be brought up by two amazing parents and they've instilled values in me that you work for whatever it is that you want. A lot of people just kind of feel entitled these days that, you know, they have certain things that they want in life and that they think that eventually it's just going to be given to them no matter how much work they put in, whether it's a lot, a little, somewhere in between. But that's really not the case at all. You need to really be gritty and buckle down and work for whatever it is that you want. And, you know, that's just me. Um, you know, some of those traits are really just things that I look for in people. But I think if everybody actually gives it legitimate thought about what it is that they want into what they what it is that they want to see in people, you know, your your circle will start to feel a little bit better and feel more welcoming, and it'll just create a better environment for you. And it's honestly perfectly okay to have these criteria because it's supporting your own personal well-being, mental health, you know. And it's really just important that you stick to these ideas and you stick to these values because once you let a virus in, it only spreads. Once you let a virus in, it only spreads. You can control who is around you based on the firmness of your decision-making, so don't let a virus in. And another question you might be asking, you know, is, is what if I really love my significant other? What if I really love my friend, but it feels like I'm settling more than I'm not and I don't want to let them go? 
And that's probably the most difficult question, the difficult decision that we have to make in, in life is that we have to figure out whether or not it's worth the suffering that we're going through to continue the relationship with that person. So it really just comes down to making that decision. If you want to continue to feel insufficient, you know, you can do that, but I don't necessarily recommend that because that's not going to end well for you or that other person because it's either you're going to continue to go down this hole of negativity and just feeling insecure and not good about yourself and just feeling like you don't matter even at times or you know you can give this person an ultimatum about the relationship and I think you know you really need to just let them know what it is and how you feel uh, and there's really three things that can happen here at least in, in my eyes you know this person again if you continue to do what you're doing this person can continue to treat you the same way and you'll continue to feel insufficient you know if you just are passive in this if you give them that ultimatum hopefully this person changes their behavior and the relationship gets better um and last the third one is really you know probably the most difficult but you know when you give them that ultimatum and they start to continue the same trend of treating you poorly that you actually end up sticking to your guns and you cut this person out of your life. And if you're curious about what might happen in each scenario, you know, scenario one is definitely the worst of the three as far as the negative impacts it will have on your well-being and mental and emotional health. Chances are, after you gave this person the ultimatum, if you chose that route, they literally you know, looked you in the face and they told you and they said that they would change or they just felt like you were exaggerating that ultimatum and they lied to you because you gave them the ultimatum, you want them you wanted them to change because you told them how you made you told them how it made you feel. They said they would make the changes and yet they just flat out didn't. And part of this might be that, you know, they might have felt like you exaggerated their negative effect on you. So they feel like their actions don't necessarily portray what it is that you're saying they do. And they feel like what they're doing isn't necessarily as detrimental to you as it really is. And if you continue down that path, like I said, you'll really just continue to feel like you have empty relationships and if you really think about life from a holistic perspective is that that's kind of what it's all about you know you really try to do your best to you know make moments with not just yourself but with people and make meaningful moments and have memories and really just genuinely enjoy people's company I think scenario two perhaps has the potential of being the most beneficial given you still get to maintain that relationship and it enhance, and it gets enhanced greatly. Uh, but obviously this really kind of boils down to whether or not 
the person that you're in this relationship with is willing to make changes. And you might even have to make some changes too, especially if when you give this person an ultimatum, it turns into a productive conversation of how you both can make the relationship better. I think that would actually be probably the best way to do things because relationships are not a one-way road. They're oftentimes a two-way street, whether between it's you and one other person or if it might even be a group of friends, perhaps. But there's usually more than one player in the game and that more than one person needs to make a change. But everybody also needs to be willing to make those changes, all the parties that are involved. And as long as the person that you made this agreement with holds true to their words and you hold true to your own and do that through your actions, then things will actually tremendously get better. And scenario three is definitely by far the hardest. Um, But this uh, also has the potential of being the most beneficial for you as well. It really kind of is dependent upon the toxicity of the relationship that will ultimately decide whether this scenario is the best of the three. Um, This person has the ability to make you feel like you are the most amazing person in the world. And also make you feel like you're insignificant and not worthy of them. That is toxicity at its finest. It's a difficult decision to make because of the tremendous highs you can experience. You know, and these tremendous highs are just so natural. And it's just something that you want to relive over and over. And it is so difficult because... You've been through the highs, but you've also been through the lows because this person's made you feel like the only person in the world, but then they also have made you feel like the most insignificant person in the world, too. And these lows, they're just so tremendously painful and hurtful. And yet, we're willing to go through these roller coaster battles with people because of those highs and we want to like I said just relive those no matter how much pain we have to go through no matter how much we have to suffer but it's not worth that pain and suffering in order to just enjoy less than you should this pain and hurt from the lows is difficult but the hurt from this person's absence after cutting them off can actually even be more difficult at first because we hold on to these highs that we experience and these experiences and these memories that we have and we miss that elation and that jubilation and we crave for that back. But the best news is there is light at the end of the tunnel because if you can get through those lows of being by yourself even after all that you've gone through you will then come out 
so much stronger on the other side, knowing that you can get through it and that you know what you bring to the table and what you bring to the world and what you can bring to other people. And you might ask yourself, what's really waiting for me on the other side after I decide not to settle and I decide that I'm not going to keep a certain person in my life? And a much richer view on life and more genuine relationships that make you feel valued and meaningful are waiting for you on the other side because you know what it is that brings that to you, that feeling of self-worth and just knowing that you mean something to somebody, you know what that feels like. And you also know what it shouldn't feel like in the sense that if somebody's going to make you feel like this other person made you feel, then you don't want to be a part of that. So you're not seeking out any of that bad emotion and that negative emotion that just brings you down. And I'm not saying it's easy, but... Just know that by you not settling, your friends and other support systems, your family, they'll raise you up rather than bring you down, especially when you don't settle. Because that's the whole concept of not settling, is that you want people to bring you up and you want to be able to bring other people up. You want to be able to be of service to people. You want to rise to the occasion and you want others to rise to the occasion for you when you need it. And just being able to have that genuine back and forth of knowing that you have somebody's back and somebody has your back no matter the circumstance and that nothing will ever change that and that those people won't stab you in the back and that those people won't bring you down or make you feel like you're nothing. And you'll really begin to feel more connected with yourself and with these other people that are constantly bringing you up, lifting you up, even when you do feel down about yourself. Because everybody does. That's just human nature. But if you know that you have people that can lift you up when you need it, you'll just feel genuinely more connected with yourself, that circle, and the world around you. And with more uplifting and more raising up, you will begin to be who you are destined to be. And so that's all I have for today on what it means to settle in a relationship and what you can kind of see as far as the warning signs and what you can do in order to prevent that from happening again and how you can just make better relationships with other people. So I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you get to take a little something away. And don't be afraid to drop me any questions or any topics of conversation that you want me to cover. Just let me know, and I'll try to accommodate you. Peace.